I was raised in the um, in Portland, Oregon, predominantly, and um, got a scholarship that was too good to pass up. So even though I'd never thought about Alabama as a state worthy of much thought, <laughs> certainly not to live there or travel there, or go to school there, um, that it was a four-year full ride and I couldn't turn it down. So my thought was to come for just a couple of years and then go where I wanted for the last two. But once you've moved across the country, and back then there were only letters that you could write or expensive long distance phone calls that you could make. So you really did leave your family and friends behind and you were sort of on your own to make your own, you know, new friends and new family. And um, by the time you've done that for a couple of years and also dealt with like the cultural differences between the West Coast and the South. Um, after two years, I wasn't in a hurry to leave. The subject is UAB. This is UAB Memories, where we get nostalgic and share the memories people have made over the years at the University of Alabama at Birmingham. I'm Will Shingleton, producer and host of the Memories podcast. And in today's memories, we remember a few of the people who came to UAB that ain't from around here. We're going to hear stories from UAB employees who remember coming to Birmingham from far away with varying levels of expectations. But all of them, no matter how far from home they were when they got here, or how unsure they were of what they'd find once they did, found a new home in UAB. But how did it get that way? How did people throughout UAB's history decide that moving to Birmingham was the right decision for them? Well, it turns out that in at least a few different cases, it involves some hesitation about one thing or another. Here's UAB sociology professor Patricia Drentia. I was a graduate student at The Ohio State University, and I'd applied probably to 20 jobs and had a few bites across the country, but um, actually said I would not come to the Deep South. I'm not from the Deep South. I'm actually from Minnesota, so this felt very, very South to me. Um, but I knew it was a really good uh, department in um, what we call medical sociology, and that was what I was interested in doing. And so everybody's like, just go on the interview. You applied, go on the interview. And then I came down here and I realized, one, it's a big city, which I wasn't expecting. Um, you know, I had never been down here. Two, that they had really good resources for what I was doing and to work with other people who were doing what I was doing in a field that most departments of sociology don't concentrate on medical sociology for a PhD program. Um, and so it was really exciting. And so I talked to a few people I knew who were from the area who were living up in Ohio, and they all said, go. And so um, and I had a husband, and he could transfer with his company, and so he said, go. <laughs> And I figured I might be down here a few years, and then I would move. And um, I turned out it turned out to be a really great job, and so I stayed. So for Dr. Drentia, her friends and family sold her on coming down to UAB. But it wasn't plan A. And if you'll remember Julie McDougall, whose memory you heard at the beginning of the episode, she said pretty much the same thing. Dr. Drentia's expectations for UAB came mostly from what she thought living in Birmingham would be like, which... If you listen to how she describes her thoughts at the time, sounds pretty miserable, albeit not completely inaccurate. This just felt very foreign. Um, and I was worried about the heat and humidity. I was very worried about missing snow. 
um, which I did. And it just felt just so different than anything I'd ever experienced. Um, I had pictured it being swampy, not knowing much about this part of the country, um, and realized I was very wrong. It's the foothills of the Appalachians. Speaking of Appalachia, our third story comes from Northeast Tennessee, and Dr. Bryn Welch, a philosophy and ethics professor who came to UAB in 2016, despite some pretty significant reservations. I n- I'd never thought about Birmingham. I'd never wanted to live in Birmingham. I'd certainly never wanted to work at a big university. That was just, I thought that was like terrible. Um, and I, when I interviewed here in in 2016, in the spring of 2016, I was stranded in Washington, D.C., in the blizzard at a conference, and the chair here graciously said, you know, we can delay, we can... And I was like, no, I just want to get this over with, which might show how little I was thinking about actually moving to Birmingham. But I was like, no, I just want to get this interview over with. So I drove all the way from Washington, D.C. to Birmingham and stopped in Tennessee on the way and picked up my son and my mother because I hadn't seen my son because I'd been at this conference. And so I dragged them to my job interview with me. Um, but anyway, it was funny because we pulled into Birmingham like late at night over by um, the 3rd and 4th Street exit off of 280. And I just, I remember turning to my mom and saying like, no, absolutely not. I'm not doing this. There's nothing here. This is, I don't want to live here. So to put it mildly, she wasn't super excited. Yet. UAB has a unique way of providing people opportunities to grow and feel comfortable that they might not even have considered. Here's Dr. Drentia. I think what made me decide to stay it was many, you know, it was a really complex decision. But um, from a work perspective, nobody could offer what UAB was offering in terms of the freedom of what I could do and at the income I was getting and um, that it was highly valued. So since I do medical sociology in most departments across the country, it's it's a, more of a subspecialty, whereas here it's the main thing we do. So I felt like I had just had so much more autonomy at UAB, and people often were telling me back then, and, and I still think it's the case, it's wide open. Because we are a growing university, everything's wide open, and you can do what you want. Julie McDougall also said that she hadn't considered Alabama as a place much growing up, much less as a place to go to college. But here's the thing about all three of these women and all three of these memories. They're all still here. Five, 20, even 30 years after the fact, they've never left the place they thought they'd never go and live in. And UAB is a huge part of that. Dr. Gentia has been here for over 20 years, and UAB has grown on her so much and defied so many of the thoughts that she had in her head before she came that she's actually sending her daughter to go to school here now. Julie McDougall told us that after 30 years of working at UAB, she still loves her current job so much that she'd love to retire in it. Coming from Oregon and never expecting to live in Alabama, she was also pleasantly surprised by the room that UAB gives its students and employees to grow. One of the things I love about UAB, and I tell people you know, that are thinking about trying to get on at UAB, is that one of the big benefits of working there is that if you, there's a lot of opportunity to move up and to move around. So um, in your current position, you can learn new skills that might open other doors for you on campus. And um, if you 
want a different challenge or you want a different environment, you can move to other positions, but you can keep the same employer. So you're, it's a different environment, it's a different set of tasks, it's a different group of people, but it's the same employer. And after riding off UAB from one trip down Highway 280, which, if we're honest, she could probably be forgiven for, Bryn Welch has completely fallen in love with her job. And a lot of that has to do with UAB's love of philosophy. But it's also because of who Bryn gets to bring with her to her job. In 2013, my son was born, and um, he was a surprise. I had less than two weeks' notice that he was coming. Um, And when he was born, everything changed, both because I'm a mother, but also because I am white and my son is black. And suddenly, as you know, as white people do for the first time, uh, I had to realize that race was a part of every day. And in coming to UAB, she worried not only about her job, but how her son would feel about her job. Her previous school hadn't been very ethnically diverse, and she worried about the effect that that would have on her son. But when she got to UAB, she quickly realized that not only was her job going to be great, but her son's experience would be too. For one thing, I've never worked somewhere that values philosophy this much. So independently of my family stuff, it's magical to work in a school setting where philosophy is a thing people think you should do. Um, but also, I still get weepy. You know, we get um, the the Blazernet printouts of our rosters with their little pictures on them. Mm-hmm. And I still get weepy when I look at it. And when he comes to class with me, the difference in who he sees as, like, students who go to college and the difference in who he sees as professors at colleges and, you know, in Birmingham and the entire leadership structure in Birmingham, it's just... Um, it's it's really changed everything. Um, it's funny because people from my former college will say, like, yeah, but do you like it? Cause the, because the narrative was that I moved for my family, that I moved for my foot, right, that, that somehow this was a trade-off for me because it was best for my family. And I was like, oh, my gosh, no, this is the best. This is the best thing I've ever. Uh, and it's funny that I, I just hadn't. I'd never thought about it. And so sometimes I have, like, counterfactual terror about what would have happened because the job that I applied for was only a one-year position. And in academia, you know, you never walk away from a tenure track for a one-year position. That's crazy. And I had a friend who'd given a talk here in the philosophy department who had reached out to a friend she knew was on the – because I was on the job market secretly, right? Like, you don't tell your boss that you're interviewing elsewhere. So she didn't know I was interviewing. So she reached out to a friend who she knew was on the job market and said that UAB job is a lot better than it looks on paper. It's not one year. It's renewing. It's a permanent position. Um, And that friend wanted to land in Canada. She did not want to land in Alabama. So she wrote me. So that's the only reason I even heard about the position. And so it's funny because now I do have like like, God, what if I hadn't seen it? What if Danielle hadn't given that talk? Kind of panic. Um, But no, it's really, it's, yeah, it's just the best. Dr. Welch is maybe the best case I can give you of someone who came to Birmingham and to UAB with little to no expectations of what their life here was going to be like. And they found a new life that they love. People come to UAB from hundreds, even thousands of miles away. And if you're a person living in a state far away from Alabama, like Minnesota or Oregon, or even somewhere outside the United States, you might never seriously think about UAB. Whether you're afraid of the oppressive heat, nervous about certain aspects of the culture, 
are wary of the very well-known swamp-like conditions of downtown Birmingham, maybe you've already written it off. Many people in the last 50 years certainly did, but a lot of them, through one pathway or another, wound up here anyway. And many have loved Birmingham and UAB so much that they've never left. I'm Will Shingleton, and today's UAB memories are all about finding a new home.